So, this morning, as you may well know, New South Shitsville entered a further four weeks of somewhat ineffective, but absolutely not negotiable, pandemic lockdown, which is pretty bad news broadly. But in particular, I want to focus in this report on what this means for the battery in your car. Lockdown plus winter equals dead battery pandemic, basically. So here's exactly what you can do to prevent that. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Right, hang on. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. New South Shitsvillian Premier Gladys Butterbin Chickenlickin, as she is almost never known outsider formal cabinet meeting, has consigned our joke of a state in our laughing stock of a nation to a further four weeks of questionable lockdown. <laughs> Apart from the far-reaching social ramifications of such a policy, a bunch of formerly fit and active cars have consigned themselves to yet another month of slob-like inactivity, which is a living automotive hell when you think about it. In this report, I'm gonna lay out the problem and right at the very end, I'm gonna point you in the direction of some pretty cost-effective solutions, like contactless ones, to suit the way you domicile your car during this somewhat confronting period. Cars hate not being used, basically. Couch potato head is not their preferred habitat, frankly. Except, of course, Jaguars and Land Rovers, which are specifically adapted to prolonged periods of inactivity by virtue of their shit design. When a normally active car is sedentary, the number one component that goes poopy in its trousers one morning is the battery. Especially in winter, dude. It's there, it's sitting, you know, your car, out in the driveway, or out on the street, in the garage, wherever, and several of its subsystems are constantly sucking a meagre current from the battery, keeping themselves selfishly energized like little electric leeches. The clock, for example. The security system, like listening for the key fob endlessly, hoping day after day, like the dog, that you'll take the whole apparatus out for a quick squirt. Sundry microsystem subsuck, as it is known. Actually, I just made it up. On Poontang Island in the service department, that's what they call it. Batteries hate being incrementally flattened is what I'm trying to say. It's Gitmo down there for the battery when that happens. The battery in your car is designed to deliver a big fat punch to the starter, which is a lot of current, albeit briefly, and then recharge. The internal architecture, like lots of comparatively thin lead plates dipped in acid electrolyte, this design supports that kind of performance, right? But if you discharge a cold cranking battery fully, like, that's bad. The death of a thousand microsucks. Imagine that. Normally, this overnight electrical load is not a problem. Subsystem microsuck all night long, 
No problemo, big boy. A big hard crank in the morning, like most important meal of the day. And then an enthusiastic alternator recharge on the way to allegedly stalking the deputy premier or whatever it is that you do for a job, dude. Like, we can't all work in the media. That's how you keep a car battery healthy. Regular exercise plus a diet of big fat electrons on the way in daily. But lockdown style subsystem suck without end. It just kills batteries. And unlike with Jesus and vampires and zombies, with a battery, there's no resurrection. Trying to resurrect a fully subsystem sucked battery is like trying to get a Ming mole into the hot tub without paying up front. She won't do it. You might as well try washing your junk with those stout rubber trout fisherman's trousers, those pantaloons on. Like, it's a hindrance at best. Thankfully, it doesn't have to come to that. You can take action now, dude. There's no point in sitting there on the couch in your rubber trousers, halfway through a big fat slab of veeb like some unavoidable dead battery vigil. Jump on the webs and get yourself a charger like, hey, a plug-in one. I will run you through the strategies and get around that subsystem suck-related battery death. Plus, I will suggest a few specific charges that suit your specific vehicle parking application in roughly two minutes' time. So start the friggin' clock, dude. But first, I have some crap to give away to you. My favourite kind, too. Free. As you doubtless know if you're a regular viewer, I promote Olite flashlights from time to time, generally about once a month when they have a sale. And they are having one right now. And I was talking to the Olight dudes, if talking is the right verb for what you do by email. Anyway, I was talking to them last night, and they wanted to thank you for your response to their current sale. So I'm giving away three torches. A Warrior X Turbo, a Baton 3, and, personal favourite, an M2R Pro Warrior. And to win one of these babies, all you need to do is be subscribed to this fine upstanding channel with the bell notification button jammed on and don't think I won't know. And you need then just to tell me which one of these fine flashlights you want. And here is the really, really challenging bit. You need to tell me why. Like, why do you deserve this, dude? How exactly are you going to use this device? What makes you so friggin' special? Why should I pick you instead of, hypothetically, a nymphomaniacal former Norwegian cheerleading champion hottie turned cougar type? Or a Mingmol with black Amex? Why you? Riddle me that, fellow flashlight aficionado. Let me know in the comments below if you don't mind. Even if you do, let me know if you want the torch. Batteries included, judge's decision final. I might give you the torch you want or just be a bastard and give you one of the others. Like, what are you going to do, dude? Look a gift torch in the mouth? I'll announce the winners in the very next video. Olight sale still on, of course, until midnight on lockdown Friday the 30th. 20% off website-wide, plus some even sweeter specific deals than that. Link in the description, plus a code for 12% off outside the sale. Yes. 
I'm gonna pick the best three answers, right? Completely arbitrarily, pro tip, it doesn't have to have anything to do with how you're actually gonna use the torch. Pro, pro tip, apostrophe abuse will not be tolerated. Apostrophes are people too, I know. Have at it, I double dead dingo piss creek donger dare you. And dares do not get any more emphatic than that. Here's a couple of systematic micro-suck battery protection strategies depending on where you park your car. If you are in a garage, just get a trickle charger, dude, and leave it plugged in, energized, and connected to the battery all the time. Except, of course, when you drive out, obviously, for more Veeb and perhaps a cask of fruity white for your lovely wife. Unbox it. Read the instructions, get the polarity right, hook it up, plug it in, turn it on. If you can't use a battery charger, you need to hand back your license because you can't be trusted behind the wheel. This is a very good test. A trickle charge at 1 to 2 amps minus ambient subsystem suck equals maintenance of the balance, basically. Kind of like God and Satan signing a binding bilateral contact, limiting their conduct on the mortal coil from that movie, Constantine. Satan was such a bastard in that movie too, but also charming. Go figure. Problem solved there. Garage-owning lockdown dude or dudette. Yes. Next. If you park in your driveway, get yourself a slightly more beefy charger, one that will deliver five or six amps, which is not enough to blow anyone up, but it is enough to cancel out the negative impact of subsystem micro-suck if you plug it in, say, once a week. Make it a fair weather ritual, maybe Sunday, instead of aimlessly talking to some imaginary friend in the sky. Why not get up at 6am on Sunday and make a nice noisy deal out of it? Rattle the bins a bit, play a bit of Nickelback, drop some spanners onto the concrete. <laughs> make a couple of calls, perhaps to the talking clock in London on speakerphone. You know the drill, dude. We're all in it together. Straya. Next. If you only have on-street parking, you might try parking right out the very front and running out of lead. Of course, uh, tripping hazard. <sighs> well, there's always the photovoltaic option, I suppose. Turn photons into electrons and just open the tap. Yes. If you have a real man's vehicle, for example, a Dingo Piss Creek visitation device, you could mount this solar panel permanently on the roof rack and trickle charge endlessly whenever there's light. Obviously, there are some limitations to doing this. If it's a rhino rack, for example, it'll probably be technically overloaded. I mean, these photovoltaic arrays do weigh one or two kilos, which is outside the design specification and intent, clearly. Now, that rack is really just designed to be the world's most expensive light bar holder and it's right there in black and white in the fitting instructions. Make sure you get a panel with electrics, like ele 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 electronics, I meant to say, that prevent the battery discharging into the panel when the voltage is lower, sort of upstairs, perhaps because the sun vamoosed to the other side of the planet, which that bastard does all the time. So don't cheap out on the panel. Make sure it's protected from discharging the battery when it's not actually pumping big fat electrons in. If you don't really know what you are looking for in these domains, okay, I've got a few suggestions for you. 
and they're all cheaper than a replacement battery, basically. So you could look at it like prevention being better than cure. So that's nice. Links in the description, too, to make it dead easy. First up, for the garage-owning landed gentry type, the Noco Genius One. Noco's quite a good brand, too. Quite reputable. American, I think. This thing is pocket-sized, too, and quite high quality. It delivers one amp, which is more than enough to neutralise subsystem suck so that good can prevail over evil once again. And it's only 60 bucks. So there's that. For about 115 bucks, the Noco Genius 5 will do the lead run out, fine weather, neighbor annoying 6 a.m. Sunday, recharge in the driveway thing at 5 amps. And both these Noco units will have a repair mode as well that's sort of built into the software architecture. And it attempts to resurrect a partly zombified battery, which might or might not work, but hey, it's worth a shot, isn't it? The discount option is something like this. Catbo, 6 amp and 2 amp charger. And no, I've never heard of them either. But the risk is only 32 bucks, so it's hardly like giving Tiffany from the office a foot massage after a few cheeky Marlboro Sablonks in the domain of things that have the potential to destroy life as you know it. It'll do the trickle charge thing in the garage and the six amp thing in the driveway. Like, dude, the cat bow, not Tiffany. She doesn't do driveway jobs, generally. And for photovoltaics, the solar option, you could have a crack at something like this. It's actually the most expensive option at about 150 bucks. So there would want to be a compelling reason to go this way. Maybe you just like the idea of being virtuous. 30 watts at 12 volts is two and a half amps or something. So that's if there's enough sunlight. So it's a trickle charger, basically, and it's designed to be emplaced temporarily. So you'll need to be a reasonably handy with the tools to mount it permanently on your DP Creek rig, or B, just handball it to the nearest auto electrician to wire it up permanently, the better to avoid meeting all of the firefighters from your local station. And of course, endless paperwork. Good luck with the resurrection of your battery.